Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pack One Pick One podcast. You know who it is. It's your boy, Flynn. And I'm back after having survived the Tide Pod Challenge. And I'd like to start this episode off thanking all of my listeners who sent me just a literal mountain of Tide Pods. I can't thank you enough. And, um, yeah, I'll just probably toss those out at magic events because there's too many for me to eat. All right. Uh, this episode's going to be a little different because, as I've said before, and I think in my very first episode of making this, that this is not just going to be a podcast centered around, like, draft or limited, or just cracking open packs, you know, to simulate that, you know, to talk about strategies. I'm going to talk about every format out there, EDH, Modern, Legacy, Pauper, Vintage, Frontier, not Tiny Leaders, because that's not real. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh, fuck it, you name it. We're going to do it. And by we, I mean me and the random guests that I invite into my house sometimes. All right, so this episode is actually is going to be about Commander and something that I've discussed a few times with some uh, local players before. Um, so they'll probably know how I feel about this topic. Um, like I said, not going to be talking about um, drafts this time or opening a pack in this podcast, but uh, I will be making one in a day or two to talk about the recent modern unbanning, so I'm going to crack open a much uh, sweeter pack than normal for that you know, special occasion, because it's a pretty big special event that's happened recently. But that's not what this shit's about. This one is about EDH. And specifically, I want to talk about why I think the format has changed and kind of for the worse. And it's probably not for the same reason that like a lot of people would say. But I've been playing that format since almost the beginning. Um, once... Wizards of the Coast released their first Commander Precons. Um, just shortly before that is when I started playing this format. So I played it for a long time. Um, and lots of new sets, including especially new Commander Precons, have come out that have really shooken up the, uh, shaken up the format with lots of new strategies and very powerful cards centered around EDH. Um, and I think therein is the problem for this format. Uh, it used to be that um, cards weren't designed for Commander, and with the ban list, there were only so many truly busted um, things you could do, like entwining a tooth and nail. For nine mana, you can basically just win the game, unless... Yeah, you're basically just going to win the game. It's very rare that someone's going to play a card like that super fairly to get just, you know, a couple of average beaters. They may get like Eldrazi Titans, but usually if you're dumping that much mana into it, you're trying to win on the spot or get damn close to it. And for a long time, there really weren't a lot of other cards like that. I'm thinking 7 to 11 plus CMC spells where... The text on them, for all intents and purposes, reads, 
you win the game. Or you're going to get yourself in such an insurmountable position where you're basically going to win unless you screw up or everyone else teams up like the Avengers to defeat you. And even then, they still may not be able to win. That's how strong these cards are. Um, and like I said, the biggest change when these started really appearing was actually around M13. This is when Wiz Wizards released cards like Rise of the Dark Realms, Omniscience, Worldfire, um, and then later on you'll see cards like Expropriate, uh, Boundless Realms, I think that was an M13 as well. Uh, just cards that cost a large amount of mana, at least seven or so, but they have a devastating effect. And, and, the, reason, no, and the reason why these cards are so strong um, is because wizards assumed that for such an intensive mana cost that people wouldn't really play them in like modern or legacy or vintage unless they're cheating them in the play, which is probably okay because they'll be doing more broken stuff than that. The problem comes from EDH where they're all legal and you can just easily get to 7 plus mana in a game, unless someone does something ridiculous like comboing out on turn 4 or 5, or sooner, then you're almost guaranteed to hit that amount of mana. So that the balance that the cards would normally have of costing so much is really mitigated here, and that is, I think, a huge problem for the format, because they almost to me, invalidate everything else that has happened in a game so far. You've spent time preparing blockers, building up some board state, making a trade or two, and then somebody with like 8 mana, just a, or 10 mana, say, drops an omniscience, and it doesn't matter what else happened because they're just going to win now. Um, and I think that's a huge issue, and it makes games feel really bad. Uh, it's never bad to have counter spells in deck, but it almost makes them sound like a complete necessity in the format now because someone has to be able to deal with these cards that just say, I win the game. Um, you know, barring extreme circumstances. I can't describe how many games I've lost after I've cast, say, an expropriate, but the answer is almost none. Because cards like this are just busted in a format where their mana cost isn't really a problem. And I think that if I had the chance to ban some cards in EDH, it actually wouldn't be stuff like Prophet of Crufix, which is very good, but it won't just end the game right away. Whereas cards like an Entwined Tooth in there, or an Expropriate, or Enter the Infinite, what have you, are just going to end the game right on the spot. So, I think that if those were taken away, the format would be a lot more fun for people, and we could experiment more. Uh, you could have different win-cons, and the games may feel more like battles. You know, the board states actually really deciding things in the end, having more clutch plays which I think would be very healthy for the format, like how it used to be before those types of cards really became a thing. Uh, I do see the other argument for that, though, where 
sometimes you need a card that just can get out of a board stall and will just win the game for someone so you can play again. And I think that that's fine, but I feel like they could implement that better and that cards like these should probably be banned. So that's um, it's most of my thoughts on that topic. I really would like to see those changes happen for EDH, but I highly doubt that they ever will, sadly. Um, I think it's great that the Rules Committee is experimenting a little more, even though I disagree with how they handled the unset uh, legality for a month or two. I do think that it's nice that they're willing to at least try things that are a little more different. Okay. So I would normally wrap up the podcast now, but I've got one more important announcement before you go. And if you've somehow stuck to the end of this episode so far, then you're about to be rewarded. Or if you just read the Facebook posts I'm going to make about this uh, episode too, then you don't have to listen to me talking to your ear for 10 minutes. You know, whatever you prefer. But I'm going to actually start rewarding you, the listener... Um, with cool Magic the Gathering shit. And I'm going to be calling it the Ultimate Listener Challenge. And the first one is going to start two episodes from now. So not my next episode, but the one after. And the way that this challenge works is that after my next episode, I'm going to be opening up, for a little while, just Rivals of Ixalan packs, the new set. And what is going to happen is every listener can email me the name of two different rares in the set, and whichever, um, you know, rare I open that's guessed first, that uh, person that guessed it, the first one to guess it, is going to win whatever was in that pack, um... And also another unopened pack of Rivals of Ixalan to go with that, too. So, I know it's kind of a smaller giveaway, but this is a small podcast. And, you know, my budget is, like, a pack a week, and I'm talking to you through my cell phone on the Anchor app. So, what do you want? Um, But I will be making even cooler giveaways in the future... You know, one day when I can become a total sellout and have a Patreon, sponsors, and more than two viewers, then I'll be able to give out even cooler shit. And I already have plans for some really nice giveaways in the future. And I'm hoping to do this about once a month, maybe even a little more frequently too. So uh, keep checking out on the podcast for that or on the Mystic Remnants group on Facebook, because I also post about this podcast there. And, yeah, I'll be posting the rules um, for this contest there as well, right after I publish this episode. And um, just in case you needed the email again, it is pack1pick1 at gmail.com. The ones are just... Let me... Actually, double-check on that. Yes. So, uh, the ones were uh, spelled out. O-N-E. Not the number. And, yep, I'll be checking my emails 
for your guesses, and then once I start cracking those packs, whoever chooses uh, the first rare that's been guessed, yeah. let me let me crack that. The first person, all right, to that has their rare or rares opened um, first out of the packs will be the winner. All right, I know it's a little confusing, but trust me, it makes sense. And you know what I mean. All right, so, so that's it. I'm signing off for now and expect another episode, hopefully tomorrow or Thursday, and I'll be doing some cool shit then, mostly talking about the new modern unbannings and what that's going to mean. All right, thanks for listening.